Well, welcome back to the podcast. Welcome to episode number 72 of Starting the Conversation. I am your host, Alice Benham, with this week's co-host, Anna. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I was going to say a last name, but... I'm allowed to talk know. now. <laughs> I said to you, I was like, don't say thank you when I say welcome to the podcast, because that's for the people, not for you. <laughs> Just stay quiet. <laughs> you can speak now. Yeah, okay. Feeling good? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Ready to have a chat? Yeah, I'm nervous. You're making me nervous. Why? I don't know. I just think you are really experienced at this. What, of just chatting? I feel like you can manipulate me into saying anything you want me to say. Wow. <laughs> Got a hidden agenda here. Can you imagine? Maybe. I think I unintentionally make people nervous, though, because a lot of people say that when I go, how are you feeling about the episode? Yeah, I think it's and just your confidence. very nervous. Mm-hmm. But I think possibly as well, because I just, I quite, in, I don't know, I think I might be quite intense to sit across from for an hour, so... <laughs> Well, let's see. We'll see how this goes. Um, I wanted to start today's episode off by chatting a bit about the last conversation. Don't know why I'm elongating. Last conversation. Uh, where I was chatting with Chloe Slade about the whole enjoying your business, taking time out, letting yourself do fun stuff, not feeling guilty for it, etc. Any immediate thoughts on the episode? Yeah, um, well, I love Chloe. She's someone to look up to everything she says. I'm, like, going to do what she says. We first met in, met in person at, at Chloe's event. event. Oh. Yeah, so basically anything that Chloe says, I'm going to be like, yeah, cool, I'm going to do that too because she's just an inspiration. Yeah. Um, I'd say um, this whole, like, enjoying your business is it easier said than done in terms 100%. of it's hard to enjoy little moments when you're worrying about where your next pound's going to come from yeah so there are days where nah I've got nothing else to say on that <laughs> it's so I'm done that and on. we're done sorry we're uh, two minutes 31 seconds into the podcast that is us finished hope you guys enjoyed like rate subscribe see you later it's very true though like when you're in the everyday and when like you said like the the bigger problem going on it's hard to stop. It's like stop and smell the roses, right? It's mm. like, well, I, I don't have time. Like, why am I stopping and smelling the roses when actually I probably need to go and sort that problem out? Yeah. But I think the more you... I don't know. I've definitely found the more that I run my business, the more I realise that it's really important to do that because it just helps me mm-hmm. when things are really tough to be like, oh, okay, no, there was like one moment of calm today or there was one moment where I felt good today yeah I guess learning to recognize the good things learning to recognize the bad things you know I was thinking this morning before you came um about the worst times over the last few months and it's so it sounds so cliche but they don't feel like bad times they just feel like I'm so glad they happened yeah I'm so glad they're over with and they won't happen again now yeah it's just so hard to like find true negatives in this journey it's very true I like that um what was really interesting was I asked on Instagram like just a couple of questions off the back of that episode the first one was asking people whether they felt guilty for taking time off or for practicing self-care and a few hundred people answered and 77% said yes almost every time yeah I don't think that surprises me but that makes me sad yeah I mean I mean I want to I want to hear from the other percent the What's, Go on. what's what's 100 minus 77? 23. <laughs> I want to hear what the other 23% are saying. That's most interesting to me. Mm. What's interesting, I had a couple of messages from people who answered like, no, almost yeah. never. And all of, like, I kind of questioned their responses and every single one of them said, 
it's not been I was like has it always been that way for you yeah and every single one said no like okay, it's a so learned, learned practice yeah it's something yeah. that they've had to teach themselves and very often for all of them actually every single person I spoke to about it mentioned a moment of burnout or despair where they had to suddenly make that switch mm-hmm. and prioritize self-care yeah. and taking time off like mm-hmm. it is that kind of thing where like we don't realize a brick wall is there until we run into it and then we're yeah. like oh okay I should not run into brick walls totally anymore. agree, yeah. But we have to learn that way, which is annoying. The thing is, you so think that, like, hours matter because they do in a, in a traditional job and everything we're taught is about the hours you put in. Like, you go to school and it's about the hours you revise and as more you put in, the more you get out. And then, same with jobs, you're there for a set amount of time, you watch the clock and as long as you sat there from nine to five and you completed your to-do list, you feel productive. Mm. But when you switch to working on your own... You, the way you think about productivity completely shifts and you go into this idea of like, okay, sitting here from eight in the morning to eight at night doesn't make me productive yeah. because I can do that. But what did I actually do in my day that drove the business forward? Yeah. And actually, if you have a day where you work nine to 12, mm. but you really drove your business forward in that time, yeah. then it, that's productivity. So it's so hard to feel like you're like, just make that shift. To feeling like you've been productive when actually, oh my God, I actually only did four hours. Yeah, because I think we still have such like traditional measures of success and productivity entrenched naturally in ourselves. Like even the way that like school was, you would, you know, everything came down to how you could behave in an hour long test at the end of the year. Yeah. And same with like traditional work. I think I'm glad that I've never worked in that way because I don't see that as much. Mm-hmm. But I definitely see it with others, that guilt of like, well, who am I to stop at 2 p.m.? even though I've done all my work for the day. Yes. It's yeah, so weird that then our head is like, well, I should get, get ahead. ahead on tomorrow's work. It's like, it never ends. Mm-hmm. Like, what are we doing that for? It just keeps going. Yeah. Which is rough. Um, I also asked people what their favourite way was to unwind from work or kind of take time off or enjoy the everyday. Quite a few responses. I'll read through a few. Yeah. You can give me your reactions if they're okay. true for you. Um, going out for food, very popular one. Mm, good if you've got money, yeah. Very true, very, very true. Pokemon and board games. Interesting. Niche, but I like it. Um, spend time with people who make me want to put my phone away. Oh, that's very Instagram quotish, but I like it. I'm not sure I've got many people that make me want to put my phone no, away. No, I don't. <laughs> I quite like it. Even if yeah. Jesus came into town, I'd be like, <laughs> sorry, Jesus, would you Sorry. mind holding on just while I check my Instagram? I've just got an Instagram story. Someone just tagged me. So my, my request <laughs> box has got something in it. Can I just check? Um, anything outside the house? I think that's fair if you work from home. Yeah, yeah. Got to get out to do something. Lots saying like going to the supermarket, walking round shops. Oh my God. That's me. Do that all the time. I live two minutes from Waitrose. Yeah. So satisfying. Just have a little wonder. Yeah. It's nice though, isn't it? Great. Although so Waitrose, that's a reduced. Oh yeah, reduced section. Look for the reduced. You got, are you really good now? You know the so best good. times to go in. I love that for you. Lots of Netflix, lots of wine. Lots of dogs. Oh, nice. Um, wow. I do a lip sync music video to my bestie every morning. That's amazing. Charlotte. I need, need to be more Charlotte in our lives. Maybe we should do that. Why isn't Charlotte posting them on Instagram? Or well, maybe she is. We need to follow her. Uh, swim, read and espresso martinis. Ooh. All at the same time. Fancy. I love that as a combo. There's a lot of like when I see things like this, like gym, 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 and for me it feels so unrealistic because I literally can't afford to go to the gym. Mm. So some things are like, go out with a friend and have drinks and go yeah. to the gym. It's like, okay, that's just so unrealistic for me. Like, yeah, what yeah, should yeah. I do when all I've got is a 
game of Scrabble. Yeah. And a glass of water. <laughs> glass of water. Hey, a well-timed glass of water can be lovely. Yes. Never underestimate a glass of water. But yeah, it was just nice to hear because I feel like there's sometimes those things that like, it's nice to hear how other people do it because you can get in your own little routine and it's yeah. nice to be like, oh, I could just go and do that slightly fun thing. Or quite a few were like, I like to like put music on in my office and dance mm. around. Or I wonder if loads of the things people do to switch off are things they don't even know about. Like when you're oh. asked that question, mm. you kind of try to think of something that you do which feels big enough. Like... But like saying going to the gym or going for a walk feels very like, yep, yeah. that's the answer they're looking for. You somewhat, so I read that and I think, okay, maybe I should start going for a run in the morning. Mm. But then you put this pressure on yourself to like, I have to switch off in this time. If I'm going for a run, I must not think about the business at all. And if I don't come back and don't feel refreshed after then, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a problem. I don't know. I hate mm. the idea that people put pressure on themselves to do these things. Like, yeah, I totally get that. Like Chloe said in the podcast, chilling out can just be like literally mm. watching... Netflix and just losing your mind in it for an hour and not even realizing. Yeah, I was so it. glad you said that as well because I definitely thought Chloe was the kind of person who just like flowed. Like she just comes across amazingly, right? That she just yeah. like floats her way through this super intentional life with all her like plant based stuff and crystals in this lovely home. And I was like, okay. But for her to say like she just likes to mindlessly watch Netflix, I was like, great. Yeah, that was a mission. That's hate for all of us. Like sometimes I just take really long toilet breaks and sit on the toilet on yes. my phone for like twenty five minutes. Yeah, and it like that's. That's how I unwind for the day. You know you've truly made it in terms of switching off. Yeah. When, like, you sit on the toilet and you're going through Facebook videos and then you don't even realise it's been, like, 40 minutes and yeah. that you have an email account. And you're like, oh, my God, what was I thinking? Like, yeah. I've got five new emails come in and they're mm. all really... And you must have actually switched off in that time. Yeah, it's nice, isn't it? Mm. So, like, you just put your brain into this weird trance. Yeah. Probably not a good thing, psychologically, but we won't... That's not going to We won't get into that. Um, and then the final question I asked people, which was one of the quick fire questions, which I'm glad to say has divided people. It's my favourite one I can get. It's close to 50-50. Uh, would you rather permanently work by yourself or in a co-working space? 49% on my own, 51% with other people. Ooh. Where do you sit? I know that you answered on the poll. Did I? See, I couldn't even guess what I put, but I'm going to say right today. <laughs> guess what you put. I'm all about co-working space today. Yeah. What did I put? Yeah, you put co-working space, and then I asked people why, and you said, people are great. <laughs> well, I was obviously in a good mood a that day. You could have asked any other time, and I could have said the opposite. Like, people mm-hmm. are shit. Yes. And again, lots of responses from people being like, it's, a, you know, obviously it was a, it's a permanent choice, but a lot of people yeah. are saying different thing for a different vibe which you know is fine Mm -hmm. but it was interesting like people were so strong one way so a lot of people saying like someone literally wrote I hate people um quite a few people saying like other people distract me I distract people when I work with them I just want to chit chat the whole day lots of people who I recognize are creatives Mm -hmm. saying that they need people to bounce off of yeah and that they they need conversations to help them be creative which I think is really interesting yeah but I think because I'm not creative, I don't. I don't think it's helpful for me to chat. I to think it, d- it it completely depends on the person you are as well. Like I get energy from being around people. Yeah. For some people, being around people drains them. Mm. So it would just be the same in work. It's just where you get your energy, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, but lots of people just saying like, I would want to be around lots of people, but they can't talk to me first. Invisible. <laughs> I feel like that's be invisible in a co-working space. space. Yeah, but I'm like I'm the pe- person they're trying to avoid. Like if people are going to co-working spaces not wanting to chat. 
like I'm the worst for it if I'm co-working like if yeah. we after this decided to sit with our laptops you would get nothing done because I would just be so excited to like chat about things and tell you what yeah. I'm working on yeah. like <laughs> I'm so irritating it's painful but yeah it's just quite interesting I'm always glad when there's one that divides people yeah I guess it's for life though that's tough I don't think you can have permanent permanently one or the other and I think if you're I don't know I think because I'm service-based like my job is to talk to people I feel okay working by myself all the time because then for a couple of hours every day I do chat to someone do you ever have those days when you're like on your own the whole day and you just end it like I don't quite know what life yeah is and you can definitely spiral like if you start feeling bad about something you will spiral and this is something I've experienced working mm. on my own as opposed to coming from an office where I worked with like 20 other girls and we just shared our problems and everyone was so open and yeah having a situation where like I'd be at home and something would go tiny bit wrong okay look we've all had a, like a shitty customer right mm-hmm. who says something it just really bothers you and if you're on a working with other people you go oh look at this email I got like what a dick and you just share that moment and then it's over yeah when you're on your own you just seem to mm-hmm. spiral into like why have they say that to me and have I done something right yeah. you know and it's just ridiculous there's no one to like pick you out of that mm-hmm. moment and I don't know about you but if like family who are with me at home try and do that I'm like get out you don't know what's you don't going understand. on like, you don't understand like it's what I'm going through high level <laughs> Alright, hi, low. You've listened to the podcast before, you know how this works. Low of the weekday, month, anything to share? Oh, I hate this. Why do you hate this? I just find it really hard. Again, I think like you have to feels like you have to find something really profound. Actually, no, I've got a good one. And right. then like classic job interview, I can turn it into a positive. Ooh, it's always the way. People's highs are always also their lows. It's a beautiful thing. So as I've been on holiday for the last five days. Uh-huh. Came back. On Sunday. Yeah. And on Monday, I was walking to the station. Did you feel guilty London. for taking time off? I didn't, actually, because I kind of didn't take time off. Like, uh, I worked and... No, I didn't feel guilty at all one, once. No. Great. Anyway, I was walking to the station to go into London to do my cake drops. And I was literally walking and I thought, I don't want to do this. Mm. I don't want to go to London today and I don't want to deliver cake. Mm. And then I was like, oh, no, I felt like this horrible trapped feeling of like, well, I've done this to myself now. This is what I do. But then this I had is this... the business I have begun. <laughs> this is all my choice. Um, and then I had this feeling come over me of like, wait a sec, you're so in control of this. If you don't want to deliver the cake, you don't have to. Create this business that you're not doing it on a Monday. That's so easily done. Like, yeah. I'm so in control. And I, don't, I think that moment of like this low moment feeling, I don't want to do this, wasn't like when you're in a job and you go, okay, but I'm paid well and I'll have to apply for other jobs and I'll have to take a pay mm. cut and I'll have to... It's... It was literally like some impetus, a kick up the bum to say, okay, we'll make the life you want then. You don't want to be walking to the station right now. You don't have to do it next week. Mm. I love that. Yeah. Like, is that um, being able to talk yourself through that? Is that something that's always come quite naturally to you? Because I feel like that's quite a hard thing to almost translate a feeling into then an action and kind of a conclusion from that. I don't know, because at the time it felt quite... um, what's the word like a bit of an epiphany Mm. like wait I am in control here and I I wonder if that came from having time off yeah and just time away and then coming back and not being in the rat race of doing it every single day stepping away from it and coming back and being like actually do I want to be doing this Mm. that's so good though it's so funny the amount of positives that come from I think taking time off and or being rested 
my yeah. dad always says like you lead best from a place of rest and I just think that's so true but you I don't like, like you almost don't know the positive impact rest has until you do it and then you're like oh yeah this is really great and it's the perfect time to take rest because there are times when I've um taken a weekend or something off because I've had to because of a family event or something mm. and it's not the right time which leaves me feeling out of control and more stressed yeah so I think don't just take rest because life is telling you to have a rest like mm take strategic rest when you know you're going to get the best out of it and you're not going to be sitting in an Airbnb in somewhere nice but just panicking because all you want to do is get on your laptop and get some things finished. Mm. Know when it's actually going to be beneficial for you. Yeah. And not just take, like, I like that you said that because it's very easy to just say all these things. Mm. Of like, take time off, rest, do this, put boundaries in place. But when you're, like, when you're in a place when there's four weeks of work lined up for you, which is just impossible to get out of it's just so there comes a point where you have to be that. realistic of like okay well I know that's a priority but I need to figure out how that's actually going to work for me yeah sometimes I feel bombarded with this whole self-care thing and as good as I think it is sometimes I'm like stop telling me to take a break mm. stop telling me to have a bath like right now I need to work and sometimes I need to tell someone someone to tell me sorry like get out right now and go and do an hour's work I need it I need Instagram oh, to same. say do something for the next hour that will drive you forward I don't need it telling me to have a face mask mm. <laughs> so true though but I think it's different messages to different people right yeah because I a... need to start unfollowing self-care things because it's because <laughs> there's slip. accounts out there that are that for me and I find myself getting annoyed at them and then I'm like this poor woman yeah. is just speaking her message for her people and here I am in the background like I'm not saying anything to her let obviously. me do my work in my head I'm just like no you're wrong that's not for me and then I'm like oh I could just like follow the people who speak the stuff that I want to hear yeah or just don't go it's around for an hour yeah it's really a great point (laughs) yeah I think I've been learning a lot over the last week or so about productivity and kind of how I work best it all I think came from having that week off it's been really nice to feel permission to kind of reevaluate my oh my god was this week off your bone marrow thing no that's next week oh wow yeah so I think my high low is a bit of a mix of like high things are actually for once I think for the first time this year, I can probably say it feels quite calm in my business. Yeah. Like nothing feels majorly, not, I'm not behind on anything, which I, or I cannot Does that make you. you feel nervous? Uh, no, because I, I then replace the space I would have spent working on whatever I was behind on with like big picture stuff. Mm-hmm. But if I didn't do that, like I just get a bit anxious. When yeah. I've got, I need something to get my teeth into. Um, so it's been actually a nice, I'm like coming up to the end of two weeks of quite calm work. And then September's kind of, it ramps up again. So it's been really nice. But I yeah. couldn't do this much longer than two weeks. Feel a bit bored. I mean, I'm still working like 12-hour days, but I'm just a bit... Maybe this is a point in itself that like self-care doesn't have to be take yourself away and go for runs and have baths and do face masks. It mm. can be, why don't you plan in a week of your business that you make things a bit quieter for yourself? Yeah. And you just enjoy getting up a bit later having a read in the middle of the day you know mm. just having a quieter week but still feeling on top of what you're doing yeah. yeah and let yourself do the tiny things that make I think quite a big difference sometimes mm. all those things that move from one to-do list to the next week and the next week oh, I've got gosh. things on my to-do list which have just been there for the whole year yeah and I think I hear people say that and think oh my gosh that can't be true but then I know it's true for me and I'm like it honestly is the case yeah I think it's so easy to look at what everyone else is doing and think oh my gosh they just totally have because you see all the stuff that happens but I think what people never see is all the stuff that doesn't happen. Oh my God, yeah. So I always feel uncomfortable when people are like, oh my gosh, you achieved so much. And I'm like, that's like 60% of what I'm 
set myself to do and like also you, it's natural to constantly have new ideas like we should blog about this and we should do this and we should do it and then mm. you just forget it all and then it comes back around like we never wrote that blog and yeah. we ne- all the things you want to do and things that are really nice often like mine's always like oh, I want to send more like kind cards and letters to like old clients and people that I work with and then I never do it oh, God, but then yeah. I'm driving here and I'm like oh that'd be really nice if I ever did that wouldn't it <laughs> just like no never as a priority yeah um but I think my I, I feel like that was was that a high that's a high yeah and then my low just to be honest I feel a bit unsure about next week because I'm having to take a whole week off yeah my week um I'm having daily injections not ideal Who's doing those? A nurse comes to my house. Oh, that's good. So you're not doing it to yourself. <laughs> can you imagine? Oh my gosh. That would be bad. I don't think. I, am I abnormal for can thinking you? that people could do it? I don't know. Uh, I'm sure people do. Yeah, yes. Because when my mum broke her foot last year, she had to inject herself every Ooh, day. Oh, that's tough. Yeah, it was rough. Um, but it like it, the injections, not to gross anyone out, they basically make your bones expand. Like they Ooh. make you make too much bone marrow. So are you in so pain? It's very achy. Achy. So you know when you're done like leg day at the gym and you just feel like you can't walk? It's yeah. a bit like that, but all over. Like not that A bit bad. like you're ill. Yeah, and kind of like flu-like symptoms. I sound like How the nurse. Interesting. You'll experience flu-like symptoms. How interesting. Yeah, very interesting. And then I what was, else? Uh, I have to do pregnancy tests nearly every other day. Really? Yeah. What, because you couldn't do it if you are pregnant? The injections are like lethal okay. to a baby. Um, oh, that's so sad. Yeah, I get asked a lot if I'm pregnant. I should just have a sign on my head, like, I have no life outside of work. <laughs> Take that in any way you want to. Um, and then next week, yeah, going to London on Wednesday, and then it's two and a half days for the donation. Yeah. Two and a half days of... you. Gi- it's like giving blood. But for two and a half days. Hmm. So you have one needle, and this is a bit gross, one needle in one arm, one needle in another, the blood comes out of one arm, they take the stem cells out of it, and then they put it back in your other arm. That's amazing. And they go through your whole body twice. But when you think of life, like, I have a moment where you just stop thinking about yourself for a second and your business and your day-to-day and you look look at the the course of your whole life, a week or two weeks with the injections, what, a month with the whole process? It's like so... It's so worth it. And that's why I've not, like, this is probably the first I've talked about it. Not negatively, but just being honest with, like, logistically it's been hard mm. and I do I don't know it's it's just choosing to be in pain for three days so it's not you know it's fine but when I think like when people say to me like oh you're so brave like oh well done I'm like well any I trust that if anyone got a call to oh, say yeah. you could spend three days being uncomfortable to save someone's life like I don't think anyone would say no to that no I don't think it's brave I think it's just do it like it's just being a human yeah 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 do you feel uncomfortable when people say you're brave and stuff yeah it make really, you feel like well, it just annoys you don't me deserve I'm like, it well, I'm just like, you would, anyone would do it. Yeah. Because it bothers people when they get called, like, a hero, when they've, like, I don't know, um, like, helped someone in a bad situation, they're, like, called mm. a hero, and it's like, I'm not a hero, I'm just a human. Yeah. I think that's, I think they are actually quite impressive people, though, because they do actually live through adversity, but yeah, I feel like I'm just, I mean, I get, like, a hotel and food for three days, so <laughs> I think I'll be absolutely fine. Um, but, yeah, I don't know what in that was my... That was my low. The low is just that you're not low. feeling your Yeah, just not my top. Off. But do you know what? It'd be quite nice to have a bit of a week off. So yeah. I'm not complaining. It's going to be great. All right. Ready for our conversation starter? Mm-hmm. I don't know why I keep doing that with my words. Keep going, conversation starter. Do you know what really keep... annoys me when I watch people's Instagram stories and they don't talk naturally? They're like, so... 
what I'm going to talk about today <laughs> is, it's like, why are you doing like this staccato of what should we talk about today? It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. this is <laughs> no. Okay. I wish <laughs> I could watch, you know how you can listen to podcasts on double speed? No. Oh yeah. It makes them go so much quicker if you've got someone who's a bit. And you can handle it. Yeah. You have to get used to it. It's a, it's a skill. It's not like chipmunks. No, but it's quick. Like audiobooks, I do like 1.75. Wow. And that's me at my, like I've trained to that point. <laughs> um, but you I wish you could watch. Yeah, I will actually. I can type this many words in a minute and I can listen to this many words in a minute. Um, but I wish I could watch Instagram stories on like one and a half times speed. Yeah. Because people just speak so slowly. Oh my God. Like... The ultimate worst is when people are so busy looking at themselves looking at their face that they lose track of what they're saying and they go it's like hi guys um i haven't been on here in a while just thought I'd pop on just thought i'd pop in to just have a chat about and like 15 seconds is gone yeah like you could have just told <laughs> me to the intro. That. <laughs> shut up i'm glad i'm not the only one do i speak the Such same in person as i do on instagram stories yes fantastic that's all right. I was just quite insecure there. this when is a great lead into what we're going to talk about because you don't follow me on my personal instagram do you have a personal Instagram? Yeah. Can I follow it? Okay, now you can. Oh, I'm accepting you. What a privilege. But I'm very picky. Are you? Yeah. Okay, we'll get into that. Um, because today's conversation starter is why having a personal brand is not the be-all and end-all. Dum, dum, dum. So we're having this conversation. You actually brought this up as a potential conversation starter. Yeah. Which I was, I when you said this, I was like, that is a great conversation well it's a great conversation for you and I because it's where we're quite different mm-hmm. um opposite some would say yeah so you have for context for people I have a obviously very personal brand yeah you have a business cake drop mm-hmm. we haven't actually said that yet um <laughs> everyone's like who is this girl <laughs> you're like Anna mm. uh, and cake drop would have what I would just call like a business brand it's not focused around a human... Like yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm not selling a service which is me, and mm-hmm. therefore I don't feature... You are s- not the core of the messaging. No, I mean, people know it's me. We post pictures of me sometimes, mm-hmm. and I'm on the story of the website, and people speak to me. But mm-hmm. yeah, and the reason this topic came up was because I've had a lot of people say to me recently, I'll follow your personal Instagram. This is friends, right? Yeah. And they say, oh, you, you do all these Instagram stories because I'm so, I love making Instagram stories about anything. I mean, today I've made it all about my washing piles on the floor. I'm I so love sad moaning. That I'd be missing out on your personal Instagram. Wow. No. What a privilege. Um, yeah, so I, I do this stuff and whatever. And those people say, why don't you make your profile public? And then you'll get people who watch these videos because they're funny and then they'll follow Cake Drop. Yeah. And I'm so uncomfortable with it because I don't want to be connected to Cake Drop in that way. Mm-hmm. I, and people say, it's really important for you to have a personal brand. Yeah. As in, I am part of the brand and yeah. I should have a separate account where I post my day-to-day runnings and what books I'm reading and stuff. And for me, it's like, well, the that person would just be fake. Yeah. You know? Mm. It, I want my personal Instagram to be like, yeah, my washing machine's broken and I'm hating delivering cakes today. I don't want my customers to see that I'm getting pissed off delivering cakes yeah, today. Yeah, it's not relevant. <laughs> it's not relevant. And so I don't want to have an Instagram where I've got to, um, what's the word? Um, filter. Filter or, yeah, censor mm-hmm. what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And people have been confused about this 
And the reason is like, cake drop is my business. And yeah, at the moment, cake drop is my life. But I don't always want to be cake drop. Yeah. Like sometimes I just want to be Anna. I don't want to always mm. be Anna from cake drop. Mm. And cake drop is bigger than just you. So you would speak from cake drop as like a we rather than an I. Yeah. So there's mm-hmm. more than just me in the business. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think from a perspective of a customer, they care about who I am. Mm. They don't care what I'm doing. They want cakes delivered to their office and they want them to be amazing. So yeah, I mean, a lot of this we discussed about was um, your the brand itself being personal. And yeah. I think they're two separate things. Yeah, I would agree. Because, I think, yeah, sorry, go on. I just think it's very interesting that you brought this up because there is a huge conversation these days, everywhere you look, everywhere you read, everywhere you listen, about personal brands are the way to go. And personal brands, you know, we hear it all the time, like people buy from people and mm. people care about the story and people care about the brand and the values. And I would agree with all of that. And I've said all of that myself. But I think what needs to be said is that there are other ways to do it. And yes, having a very personal brand is often the easiest way to do it, but that doesn't mean it's the only option. And I think yeah. why I'm so glad to have you on the podcast talking about this today is to show that you have taken an approach which isn't, you know, the checkbox of I've got a personal brand, my business is me and I share. Yeah, it's not all me about me. Business, yeah, it's just... But you've established a successful online presence that doesn't revolve around me having to be you at the same and my story yeah absolutely yeah. Um, and I think it varies this is based on what sort of businesses you have you are your business Alice yeah and I think your audience are other small businesses so for mm-hmm. them to see you here I am sat at my desk talking about productivity you're relatable to them well it's I, all relevant to what I offer and yes, I think that's yes. the big part isn't it is that you have to pick the right brand for you like people saying like personal brands are the way to do it I would say that if I was talking to a room of service-based businesses who were one-girl bands. Yeah, I would absolutely. say to every single person who's service-based and who doesn't want to build something bigger than themselves, you need to have a personal brand. Absolutely, But the yeah. second that you're speaking to anyone wider than that, I think it has to be specific to what you offer and who it's yeah. for. Because it, exactly like that, it's not always relevant. And my customer are in offices and they're people with nine-to-five jobs they're not that interested in the goings-on of what mm. I do in my day. And I don't want to isolate people with that because the the reason that our um, brand does so well in offices is because we are relatable to offices. We completely understand office life. We completely understand the problems of being in an office. We completely understand what it's like yeah. to have a birthday in the office. And that is how we're a personal brand because we get that, not because they know me. Mm. You know? Was it like taking it back to the start then? Because for both of us, I think we obviously have kind of polar opposites way that, ways that we approach our brands. And for me, it wasn't a very intentional decision. I think I just fell into it because yeah. it made sense to share me because I was the business. What for you at the start like caused you to make that decision to create a brand that was separate from yourself? Was it intentional and strategic? Did it just happen? And then you realised that was the best fit? No, it just happened. It mm. just... Cake Drop is Cake Drop and it's its own entity and we speak to our customers as Cake Drop and it's still a personable brand in the fact that you speak to us, we guide you along the process, I will deliver the cake often, they know me, they will speak to me on the phone, they get us on the live chat, everything's personable about it and they know the story and they know it's sisters who set it up and they like that, Yeah. but I didn't intentionally be like, I don't want to have me as an entity of this it didn't didn't feel naturally to make this natural to make this all about me it just made sense and I think that's true for both of us it was never like a huge yes this is the way to do it it's just like I know my business I know my client I know my customer I know what's important to them I I know that me as a key part of that is or isn't 
important to that. Because, Alice, do you not ever have moments where you make an Instagram story and you think, oh, I'm not going to post that. I don't think I shouldn't have said that. Or, or do you ever post a story and then an hour later you feel differently about it and you're like, oh, I'm going to delete that. That's awkward. That could annoy someone. I think what I find myself doing sometimes is I'll post something and it will get a great response or I'll post it because I know that that's what people want to see but it doesn't actually feel a good fit for me if that makes sense I think I'm very finely tuned into like what I want to share like I have very I have such strong boundaries that I forget their boundaries like I don't think about them yeah I just I don't think to share the stuff that I don't share because it doesn't even cross my mind to okay but I will sometimes approach something from an angle I can't it's frustrating because I can't think of an example like I do remember the other day going to post something and it was quite like it was just me making fun of something and I posted it and I was just a bit like oh actually like I know people will like that it's not that it won't connect with people but actually I don't I don't know if I actually think that yeah absolutely um this is my issue and I I think the difference here is you've joined Instagram as Alice Benham Mm -hmm. as your business Mm -hmm. I was on Instagram long before the business and now it feels hard to change my personal Instagram over to this me as Anna from Cake Drop. Yeah. And I think I've built up my Instagram as pictures of my niece and nephew and me moaning about something, which could offend. Mm. And I can't see myself having to switch over and build boundaries for myself. I don't want to live yeah, like that. it's just not but a natural. for you it's natural. Yeah, because I've always... I did switch from like using Instagram personally to then using it how I do now and I've definitely like I notice even in my content if people followed me two years ago I would share like and I probably maybe still would now but it just doesn't feel as relevant but when I didn't have much to talk about like I would share such personal stories because they were hilarious yeah like I would have stories of like one time I ordered um what was it it was like you know there's like period cup things that people use a moon cup yeah I ordered one of those accidentally on a company card that I was working with and I shared that story and people really connected with it or I shared a story about how like I knocked over one of my clients bins when I was at their place and it was like quite like it's stuff that now I probably wouldn't share just because it's I've got other things to talk about yeah but it's definitely interesting to see how that's evolved based off of what doesn't doesn't feel comfortable because I do sometimes find myself sharing something personal Mm -hmm. and then thinking well that was relevant like that was nice people probably liked it but is it relevant to people wanting to work with me Probably not. Yeah, interesting, because I don't even have these thoughts. Mm. Like, is what I'm posting relevant? Yeah. Like, who are my audience? Like, I just don't have these thoughts. Mm. But it's interesting because then my... But that's because that's your job. Yes. And I guess it's interesting to come from this from the perspective of someone who works, like, on people's brands and helps people to pick between the two. Because there's definite pros and cons to both. Like, in, in terms of picking a personal brand, if you want a business that you really want to scale, if you ever want to sell your business, if you ever want to outsource your marketing, like, building a personal brand is kind of detrimental to any of those mm-hmm. things because it's just impossible to get outside of your voice yeah. if the business is your voice. Yeah. And I think... Uh, and then, obviously, on the flip side of that, in my opinion, but it's interesting that to you, you think that a personal brand is harder. I actually think business brands, for me, to do not for anyone else, is more difficult because I have to be more intentional with it. You have to curate something, basically. Yeah, whereas for me, I'm like, sure, there's things I choose not to share, but I know my values, I know my message, I know my personality, I've just got to elevate that. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you sat me down and went, well, come up with that for Cake Drop, I would find that You'd have to take yourself out of your own mind, yeah. Yeah. But the the thing is, Cake Drop isn't all about me, but... Mm -hmm. I made it I built it I run it every day it's gonna be some form of me Mm. but it doesn't it just doesn't have to be the Anna who 
is sat at home moaning about the latest current affairs. Yeah. You know, mm. at the risk of offending someone. Mm. And I, w- I love what you touched on earlier, which was that not having a personal brand doesn't mean that you're not personable. Yeah. And I think that's the big dif- differentiation with pe- with that like weird you have to have a personal brand, that's the only option. I think what we forget is actually there's so many ways you can build that same connection and that same personality and that same kind of humanity in a way that doesn't involve sharing a singular human being. Yeah. That makes sense? Like you maybe have to be more intentional with it because it doesn't always come naturally, but you you can still build a, a brand which has all of those things and has all the benefits of a personal brand without it being a personal brand. Yeah, does that without, make sense? Without being on Instagram stories every day with your face. Yeah. yeah. What does that look like for you? Like when you say learning to build a personable brand, we'll focus, I guess, more on like the marketing side of things than yeah. the customer experience. What does that look like for you? Or has that transition looked I like? I guess that, that's just, I don't know, because it feels so natural. Like we put out what we put out and it's naturally personable because we have humans delivering cakes mm. and we have humans who help you buy the cakes and we have, there's humans at every part yeah. of the process um that what what we sell aka cake packages to businesses is um it's not a impulse buy mm. we nurture relationships long before people purchase they have to build trust in us and that's this is another element yeah um similar to all brands and and same with yours you've got businesses who are spending perhaps thousands of pounds with you in the year and they're trusting you and yeah. sometimes i don't want businesses to know we are two sisters running this business. I want them to think we're bigger than we are. Mm. So I've got, where you've got all these big businesses who want to look small and personal because it helps them. Yes. I've got the opposite in some ways yeah. where I need to look bigger to some of these businesses because they're trusting us mm. that we're going to turn up every day and we're not going to go bankrupt. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And, yeah. I, and I, can't, I can't risk anyone thinking, I don't trust those girls. Mm. We're and very you- trustworthy, <laughs> FYI. <laughs> Never fail to deliver a cake. Are you sharing something which would maybe connect with so, you know it's true to say that you I think you could share more of the personal stuff and people would connect with it but like you said when you actually value like the purpose of your brand the purpose of your digital marketing the purpose of your content is to gain and retain customers well actually if, yeah. if it's not feeding into that like I would love it if you post personal stuff but that's me being selfish that's not actually yeah. and actually let's face it like 90% of my followers don't care Mm. they don't care what I'm doing like mm. just like I follow brands that I don't care about and then when someone comes on and is like hi here I am I use this today I do this I'm like I literally don't give a shit that's so interesting to me because I'd be the opposite I really struggle like I, I don't really follow unless I really know the person behind the brand like I wouldn't have followed I wouldn't follow an, a, like a business account unless I know the person behind it or they okay, sh- yeah. like if they don't share themselves as part of the brand unless I really, really loved what they created or shared, I don't think I'd follow it unless I know that person. I just feel like that personal connection to me is such a, a big part of it. But then that would only be true for small businesses. Like, I don't care about Amazon. I don't care about Waitrose. They can do whatever they want. Like, their brands. <laughs> like, I don't want them to have a personal brand. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, yeah, Like, you don't... That just doesn't matter. Mm. Something that I really loved that you touched on when we were kind of planning out what we're going to talk about in this conversation starter was how that kind of very loud and sometimes quite intimidating message of personal brands are the be all and end all. If you want to sell, you need to be personal, blah, 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 can actually have quite a negative effect on people who want to start a business or are starting out. Because for a lot of people that even for most people, I'm going to say is a very uncomfortable thing. 
And, you know, it's very true to say that I think a lot of people probably shy away from Mm. this, but I would assume there's quite a few people out there who want to do their own thing and want to start something new, but because they feel like the only way to do that is by putting themselves out there and they don't want to do that, they then go, okay, well, I guess that's not for me then. They look at a group of people who are running these businesses with confidence and sharing things all the time and they think, I'm not that person. Mm. But let's look at every successful entrepreneur they're all completely different people and there isn't one. I'd hate to think that someone would have an awesome idea and would think, but I'm not resilient and I'm not enthusiastic and I'm not, because it's like, you'll find it. If you care yeah. about something enough and and I'm not really someone who wants to sit up on a stage and talk about my business. Like, I'd rather be at home watching TV, to be honest. <laughs> but when you care about something, you do want to be there. Yeah. So you you'll find it, it, you know? Mm. So it's, you're right. You, It's horrible to think that there'd be people who are like, if I do this, I have to be that person. Yeah. Or thinking that actually when you look at that person, that it's not been a challenge for them to get to that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they're I've, naturally... Yeah, I think that's what I what frustrates me is when people think, I don't know, maybe look at how... Na- like now I'm at a place where I don't think twice about yes. what I share and what I don't. Like it feels like second nature. But that's taken years of growing that muscle and making mistakes and putting in boundaries and make like figuring it out and I think what frustrates me is when people look at that like end product whether it's a personal brand or a kind of slightly more business focused brand and think that it's always been that clear in terms of what you share how you share and it's always felt that natural but I think either way it takes so much time to like build that muscle figure out your boundaries know what you want to share know how to say it and I think for people starting out I always find all I want to say to them is like, we're all like, no one loves sharing their lives that much. Like it takes an element of fear. I don't know. Yeah. Because someone would look at you right now who wants to start a podcast and be like, I can't do what she's doing. Mm. But then they don't see the amount of times. The number one. What episode are you on? 71. Yeah. But exactly. I was going to even say like, even 71 episodes in, they don't see the amount of times I'll like stop and have to re-say something or we'll press pause and check that we're talking about the right thing. Like, I think it, that for me is why it's so important to share the behind the scenes because people, I hate to think that people are ever put off from doing something because mm-hmm. they see the end product and it doesn't look attainable to them. Yeah, agree. But I think that's a wider conversation, isn't it? Yeah. Part two. <laughs> Part two. Anna's back on the podcast. All right, so wrapping up this conversation starter, mm-hmm. I feel like the thing that we can conclude is that at, at its core, I guess the importance in whatever brand you choose is that, we, you know, understanding that connection matters and people matter and it doesn't necessarily matter the way you do it. But as long yeah. as that's at the centre of it, you can take whatever approach you want. And I think this doesn't come down to what you want. It comes down to what your customers want and mm. what's going to work for them. So true. So don't think about what you're comfortable with. Think about <laughs> what they need. Don't just think like, well, I quite like sharing stuff that I'm up to like if it's completely irrelevant to them Mm -hmm. it's probably not the best thing to do no which I think is quite a humble realization I don't know I think if somebody's like if I shifted my business which then allowed me not to share loads of my very personal thoughts and activities I think I'd be a bit butthurt like oh no one cares about this (laughs) like for you to be like 80% of our followers probably don't care that much about my life like, yeah, I don't know if I'd. I'd maybe it's just because I'm that I'm a hater and I look at other people's and I'm like I really don't care. <laughs> Swipe through. Stop with your annoying Instagram stories. <laughs> what would be your kind of encouragement, maybe, to anyone who's listening who relates to the whole? See your face. You don't ask. <laughs> but anyone who's listening, can like, like shares that 
frustration of like everyone tells you to have a personal brand it doesn't feel like the good fit for me because you must have to like cancel out that noise and that advice quite a lot I just don't even listen to it in the first place I'm like I just do what I want (laughs) just do your own thing I just don't need to be told what to do by these people fair enough I mean look if Richard Branson Mm -hmm. walked in today and looked at everything to do with my brand and completely understood my business and said you need to make some Instagram stories of yourself on Cake Drop I'd do it okay but it would take that but I'm not going to have a friend tell me to do it nice I think that's something you're I think you you know and trust your business enough that you know what's right yeah and I guess that's I know it works yeah I guess that's the conclusion of this is just you do you I'll do me and it works for both of us yeah, people need to know that they have the permission. And I appreciate to... yours, and I watch yours, and I enjoy them. I was going to say again when you were saying that you don't like people's personal Instagram stories. I was like, well, I get some replies from you. So yeah, exactly. You but like some. yeah, I'm picky. I like. I'm impressed. But you're approved. And honored that I made the approved list. Um, and if I needed digital marketing services, I would come to you because I felt like I knew you. There we. And go. I'm way more comfortable. That's the thing. Then reaching out to a brand who I don't know who's behind it. So yeah, you're winning. Yeah. And again, it, it is bringing it back to like, I don't share, everything is being shared in that context. Like, I don't think I would, people feel uncomfortable realizing how strategic it is, but everything that I share is really strategic. Like everything is shared because I want people to know that, I want people to know what I offer, know that it's valuable for them, connect with me, trust me, and know what yeah, so the is call it to personal? action is. Is it a personal record? Do, is do, it really do, you, do. Alice? It's a facade. Facade? Facade. facade. <laughs> she can't speak. It just frust- it frustrates me when people think a personal brand, like when people say like, oh, I've got a personal brand and you realise they just share like what they would if they had Snapchat with their friends. And I think it's like, it, it, that's not a magic formula. It's not like just share, you mm-hmm. having a chit chat and your business is going to grow. You've got to be strategic with it. Oh yeah, 100%, which is why everyone needs people like you. Exactly, best way to do it. And also, final point in this section, um, one negative of a business brand is that we met at Chloe's event, which she mentioned <laughs> yes. earlier on in the episode, and we'd like Insta, Insta-DM'd quite a bit, and would you say? We'd been at She Can, She Did, mm-hmm. so you would have seen me on the but panel. But I don't think you knew me. Right, I, yeah, I okay, knew, so this is the I point. I was a bit of a fangirl of you. Right, so I knew you because... I'd never met you, but right. I'd watched all your Instagram. Well, no, I had met you, but I before then, me. I had followed you because I heard you on She Can, She Did podcast, uh, and I watched all your stories, so I felt like I knew you. Interesting. So, we and so when I met you... We knew the other one more. No, you didn't know me because I didn't you didn't see my face. You knew Kate Drop, you didn't then. know me. All right, don't get too deep about it. But then we we did Instagram. You don't know me. You know my very good friend Kate. Nobody knows you. <laughs> and then we were talking, and I did that horrible, not horrible thing, but I just thought, oh, this is a lovely person that follows me. And I was just like, hi, nice to meet you. And then about a minute or so into the conversation, you were like, I, I saw your badge. You and I was like, Anna, it's you. And you thought that I'd known it was yeah. Basically, you just didn't know my face. I didn't know your face, but and that's the downside. But. Is it worth having a personal brand just so that I can recognise you at events and it may put your clients off? Probs not. No. Not worth it. But a downside all the same. Yeah. There we go. But here we are. Here we are. All right. Ready for some quick fire questions. Yeah, I'm asking you, right? Yeah. Okay. I've handed the baton of the end of this episode over to you. Take it away. Your 
quick fire number one. Yeah. Pitch yourself to me. Why should I invest in your services? Because I am about working in a way which... Why is being so slow? Because I'm trying to think whilst I... Speak. Like you've lost it. No, <laughs> you haven't done it. That like, you just—that was the so shittest pitch I've ever had. I don't want to work with you. Do you want to try again? Think... Alice, why should I work with you? I was just thinking because I'm really great at what I do. <laughs> oh my god! Right, you need to work I on just that. Great coach. Very helpful. Reply quite quickly. Um, I know quite a lot. I do calls at seven a.m. this morning. I like that. Alice, cool. What's your I pitch? think you need to go away and think about that and then have your 30 second elevator but pitch. in no, I know this is just me being lazy, but I've built my business in a way that I never have to do that. Oh, like nice. my content is pitch informing. And then oh. people just jump on a call and I just go, yeah, I'm available this month. And they go, all right. And they go, cool. All right. Okay. Go on then, do your pitch. Three, two, one. I spread joy through cake. I create office moments. I mean, I've got my like tagline. What's your tagline? Alice Benham. No, I Digital just go... extraordinaire. <laughs> extraordinaire. I like guru, personally. Um, I just go helping personal brands and service-based businesses to level up their online presence. But that's a bit... That's just my... That's why I put so when I said, like, bio. why should I work with you, you should have, you should have said, because I can up-level your online presence. Well, I thought... I, had I don't know why I'm giving you... That. I don't know why I'm giving you a pep talk. Shall we move on to the next? Yeah. <laughs> you said you wanted these to be quick fire, so... Number two. Which Spice Girl are you? I don't know the Spice Girls. You they don't know. That wasn't my era. How bad is that? Phoebe, do you know the Spice Girls? Yeah. It, you don't know. I might. <laughs> Baby Spice. Scary like, Spice. I know the Posh Spice, Forty Spice. Which one are you? I don't know. Who, but I don't like, like who's who. I don't know the personalities. Like, you know, this year when everyone was going to the Spice Girls reunions, I know some of their songs, but I... Like... <laughs> Right, this quick fire question is going so badly. <laughs> I think it was a few Are you leaving years this before. In? Yeah, <laughs> everything stays in, Anna. Um, I think it was a few years before my before my time. Right. Okay. I think I. Do you've given me no reason? <laughs> like officially a millennial. You. I think they're, they're like millennials. Are you not a millennial? No. Okay. Interesting. How old are you? Twenty-seven. Hmm. How old are you? How old do you think I am? Twenty-three. 21. Really? Yeah. Well, I didn't mean to be offensive, but you're quite... I'll take it. People often go out, out, so 23 is fine. That's really young. Okay. Right. <laughs> this okay. going great, is it? How many have you got? Four, like you oh, asked. Oh, okay. You just look like you're scanning your list. No, I'm deciding which one first. Okay. Okay. Next quick fire question, no thinking. Do you ever feel like you're missing out on office life? Yes. Especially when I see videos of really cool offices. Like, I don't feel like I'm missing out on... I go into some of the offices and I'm like, this is dull as anything. But when I go into really cool offices where it's all like open plan and they've got like free coffee and donuts, drinks, like slides, dogs, and do- I'm like, yes, but not really for the work aspect because again, I get nothing done. Okay, but I'd love to work in an office. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't actually. That's a lie. I just want a fun place to go and hang out. Okay, like soft play. You. <laughs> Um, yeah, I do all the time. Mm. Like the friends you make are just the best friends you'll ever have. But I've never had that. Yes. Yeah, I've so never. You... I've not had a job. 
Okay, so that's probably why you don't feel like you're missing out. But this is an interesting question to ask loads of entrepreneurs. Do you feel like you're missing out? Because they always seem so confident, like, this is the best life and everyone should do this. But do they ever think, yeah. Because you do like make sacrifices to run a business. And I think you have to talk about that. Like, not everything's added. I think people act like, because you work for yourself, everything's at its prime. Like, everything's the best it can be. Your schedule is as great as it can be. Where you work is the best thing ever. Because you mm. have all this autonomy, you then act like you use that to its full potential and everything is at its best but very often sometimes you're just doing what you need to do okay number four if you could recommend one thing i should do after we leave this podcast today to Mm -hmm. help myself and my business what would it be it could be a book it could be listening to a certain podcast it could be doing something for myself what one thing would you tell me to do this evening um digital marketing wise my big thing that like everyone can always do is take yourself back to the journey that people go on from being a stranger of your business to a customer or a client and think about the roadblocks along that journey and writing this down (laughs) think about how content and different kind of touch points within your customer acquisition um can play a role in meeting those needs and answering those questions because i think we're very passive in the way that we market these days we market to the 10 percent who are ready to work with us and i think we forget that there's 90 percent who need to be convinced mm-hmm. and we don't understand how to create content which convinces people love it so that's my big thing there we go i think that was four questions wasn't it yeah spice i had to pitch girl. to you then i had to tell you yes. about spice girl so it's just disappointment disappointment and then we slightly picked it up for question number four <laughs> I mean, we can do the pitch one again if you want. No, I think we'll have to leave that one in. I, I, you just never never in that scenario. Well, that's about a good one, right? Yeah. I've got my introduction now. Do you know when people are like, in, when you're on a panel or something, and you, you've yeah. got your like two minutes. But it is hard when someone does that to you, hence why I did it. It's good though. Mm. I feel like we come from different worlds, so it's good to, you know, give each other a little nudge. <laughs> Kick out the van. Exactly. Thank you for joining me. You're welcome. You enjoyed being on the podcast. Yeah, but I feel like it's been really difficult because I don't think I was nervous, but I feel like it's quite difficult because you're one of those people who just makes me want to be really stupid and silly. (laughs) We are silly together. We've not really done that in this episode. I know, that's what I'm really worried about. When we were at Chloe's event, out of control. If anyone listening to this was at Chloe's event, I apologise. There's something about us together. I think we'd both had quite long days. Yeah. And we like had both had a small drink maybe I can't sit next to you at anything I don't know it's really bad <laughs> you're at fees next event no, oh yeah if I can get a ticket I'll see you there sit next to each other so we'll be we'll be separated two gentlonics in like little children you're not allowed to sit next to each other in the class the poor people who are on the panel just must think of laughing at them yeah but we're not we're just, just having our own conversation fun. maybe we just need to spend time together outside of events because we should not use people speaking as a chance for us to chat <laughs> Oh, God. Anyway. Thanks. Well, you're very welcome. Thanks to everyone for listening. They can go and find out about cake drops. Yeah, can I do a plug? Yeah. Go on. If you do work in the London office, mm-hmm. check out cake drop, cakedrop.london. Yeah. And get a cake for your office. Can I order a cake? Yeah, where do you want it delivered? You don't deliver to me, I don't think. I'm not in London. Yeah, but when you are. Fabulous. Here's my question. Um, I know that it's like random. How much control do I have over the cake? Should we chat about this afterwards? Yeah. You can have control if you want. Okay. But it takes the fun out of it. But you can have control if you want. You deliver like vegan cakes. Mm -hmm. You do gluten free. Tasty cakes. They're like proper cakes. Proper. It's not just like 
It's no Victoria sponge. No, you don't mess about. It's no carrot. Do you eat much of it? Mm, Sometimes. Myth of the job that you get to eat lots of cake. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't. It's expensive. Fair. Well, I guess you've got to buy a whole cake if you want to eat a bit of cake. Exactly. And that's just... I do sometimes do tastings, but we've got like nearly 100 flavours. I just can't get through them all. Oh, I have to life. trust the customers to taste them for me. life that you lead, Anna. <laughs> All right. Thanks for joining me on the podcast. Thanks to everyone for listening. Be back next week with another episode. Thanks. Not with Anna, but... <laughs> She'll be listening in, I'm sure.